Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Hello, and welcome to this week's Records and Bands podcast. As we are joined by a very special guest, my very good friend, my lyrical sounding board, my mixtape companion, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, Virgin Atlantic's number one air hostess, Mr. Adam Bartlett. Welcome to Records and Bands. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are you, gentlemen? How are you? Do you right, mate? Oh, you know, living the West African dream. Um, I had heard a rumour that you were in Nigeria, but I wasn't sure if you were back or not. Or I'm out here coming up on fast my uh, my second year in this wonderful wonderful place and uh, and yeah loving every minute don't get me wrong it's a tough place but no it's uh, it's really good i would say before we we normally start the podcast with uh, sort of what you've been listening to which we will get to because i am interested in what you've both had on this week but i actually think i think the one thing and you said about the mixtape i think that is where our musical powers really cross and and that's where they meet i think we like a lot of the same sort of stuff but i think when we used to spend our you know our weekends bombing down to the isle of Wight to see jake bombing around in the barbie mobile of a weekend Uh, well when we when we first you know we both ended up in the office didn't we at at the same company m&m direct and we were caught sort of not local boys done good, but we were kind of, you know, we'd got a Monday to Friday off the back of what was essentially zero hours contracts or very few hours contracts. And we'd become very firm friends by this point. You know, we had similar, similar tastes in many things, but we also had very different tastes in others. And you're absolutely right. You know, we would spend, and before the playlists, you got to remember, were the emails. Yeah, about yeah, music. yeah. The the, uh, the amount of bandwidth I reckon we've taken up at both Eminem Direct and Eminem I moved down to Rockfield DIY oh, got rested. So. Awesome out for Rockfield. Cool. Mm. It was insane, wasn't it? It was honestly, Rob. I can't put into words quite how often you know we were having an email. We'd start you know doing email thread, and by the end of that week, we'd be you know three thousand emails deep. You know where we'd been backwards and forwards about you know listening mm. to this track, listening to that track, and. This was around the time Spotify was a thing, but it wasn't what it is now. You know, it was still quite fledgling um, in many respects. You know, it was early days, you know, obviously a few years in, but still in its early sort of infancy. And it would be like, oh, check this track out. And, you'd, you know, I'd run off to YouTube or Spotify or whatever and, and check it out in between listening to ads for, for things I'm never going to be able to afford <laughs> to buy, like an education. <laughs> But yeah, we, we learned a lot about each other through those emails. And those emails were predominantly, as I recall, either organising a trip to the Isle of Wight or talking mm. about our, our, our first loves in music and the music we'd been listening to and the new stuff that we were on. And that's what, that's what I've been listening to this week, Sam, when you ask, is I had a little trip down memory lane nice. for, for yeah. that kind of thing. You know, I'd, I'd, you know that, um, and we'll come on to it when we talk about the album that I've, I've yeah. bought today, you know, because it is show and tell. <laughs> been a little bit of a treat going back down you know what we were what I was listening to at that time and you know that you know the the music that I liked and it's funny how in recent times I haven't listened to any of it I you know the odd track I might hear or I might think oh I'm in the mood for that and do you remember when it was when I was coming back here after my last stint back at home last month 
and I messaged you and I was at the airport. And do you know what I was listening to? What album? Go on. Hard Five. Oh, yeah. Star- Stars of Season. Oh, no. Is he there? Is he? Oh, he's back. You're back. Sorry, mate. We lost you for a second then. Oh, so it was it was Hard Five Stars of CCTV that I was listening to. For me, with that album, I was a lot younger than Sam. Mm. I still am. You know, I haven't caught him up. Um, <laughs> so what is the age difference uh, between you? Three years, Sam. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so you're, you're just 30, aren't you? Well, 30, November. Was it November? 31 in November. Oh, you're, oh you're, right, yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm Jake's a year younger so. than you, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Because you yeah, got held so back, didn't you, at school? Uh, well, if, if you want to put it that way, yeah, yeah. It was a difficult time. My brother was in prison. You yeah. know? <laughs> there, there is another aspect of that, right? So, like, we moved to Dempster in 92, Easter of 92, I think. So I would have been 13, 12 or 13 then. And I left oh, Dempster. Wow. Yeah, so I left Dempster when I was like for the last time left them in 2004 so i've been gone from them so longer than i ever lived there ah mm. uh, yeah yeah okay. so now when i say go away i don't just mean go and travel and stuff <laughs> I, I i've i've i'm away i am away from him i've been away from him longer than i ever lived with him how old, you, right, how old were you in 2004 <laughs> uh 2004 i would have been well just just 18 17 right. 18 so actually you know so in Back into 99, I went off to Australia. How old were you then, then, 99? 13, 14. 13. So when he was 13 or 14, I went off to Australia. When I come back, I went lodging with my mate. And then I fucked off to New Zealand. So mm. it's 99 to now is how long since I lived with Sam as my yeah. little brother. So if he was 13, I, was, I wasn't there for that whole, really, I wasn't there for that whole sort of 13 to now i think that i think that's what gives this podcast an interesting dynamic because you've and you guys have already touched on it that whole sort of the music you guys listen mm. to and 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 how how you've come to know the bands you know and i think that's 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 a big driver in that mm. you know that age difference and that the things you've you've both done differently and i well i think that's why we've you know ended up with two very different albums that i was sent as sort of yeah. listening yeah work, if you like what I, I do think, and I mentioned this to you, Ad, is that um, part of that, like we, we were saying just, just there, is that like there is a lot of difference between the stuff that me and Rob listen to, which is, you, you know, and, and part of the podcast was to sort of like reconnect a little bit and fill in some gaps. And mm. like I've been thinking about, and it's something that comes up a bit, like that gap between when I was sort of listening to like pop punk bands and when I, I've then moved on to what I listen to now, which is more sort of like at the risk of bringing them up again, because I bring them up a lot, stuff like Springsteen and that kind of thing. And that more kind of, it's not so much like that pop punk stuff anymore. It's probably more of a, like, a, I suppose you'd call it classic rock, I guess. But then also there's like quite a lot of indie stuff in there. And I wouldn't, wouldn't consider myself a big fan of indie music. But yeah, I did think that, and what I've done is, which I think might make, make for a bit of building that gap, is that I've, I've spent a bit of time today thinking of songs that would have been on one of our sort of mixtapes for a journey. So, yeah, well, we, we, we had that conversation, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. So, Rob, I'm just going to run through some bits and pieces, and I won't bring it all up, but there's some stuff that um, what I would consider, like, over the last sort of 10 years, well, 
like the greatest hits of like that time for, for well, I suppose for me and Ad for, for a part of it, but also for like stuff that might sort of help piece it together. So there's obviously some stuff that's on my list. And I, I think you might have some to put on here as well. But there's some stuff that we've spoken about already. So like, I don't think I've ever made a mixtape that's not had a Jamie T track on it. So like, be it Sticks and Stones off the second album or be like Pacemaker off the first one. So, like, you've got stuff on there. So Hard to Beat would have been on a lot of mixtapes. The Hard Fight track. Some stuff by the Vaccines. So, like, Blood Buzzer, yeah, Fire. Oh, no, sorry. That's the... Sorry. That's the National. I was going to say, I've got the Vaccines and the National next to each other here. So, yeah, All in White by the Vaccines. Blood Buzzer, Ohio by the National. So, so um, Rob, a couple more to add to that mixtape. So, I think... I don't know if you're going to come on to talk about this a bit more, Jonesy, but it was kind of... Um, so, so Sam said to me, um, let, what would we, if we were going to do an Isle of Wight mixtape, which we used to do just, just for the journey to the Isle of Wight, and then we'd have a, a much more chill one for the mm. journey home. Um, you know, what would we, what would we put on that to give Rob a flavour of kind of what, what, not necessarily what you missed out on, but kind of a flavour of what we were listening to, what kind of music made it onto there. So there's a, a track for me. Um, uh, Sam, Sam's mentioned it, but I would have put it on there. Um, it was Clash, obviously, Bank Robber. Yeah. There's a band called, um, uh, it's a, uh, not what they call it, Scandinavian outfit called Mike Snow. Now, very much not your, your uh, kettle of fish, let's say. So this is, a, like I said, a Scandinavian outfit. The closest I think you probably would have come for them is if you've ever watched Friday Night Dinner on Channel 4, they do the title track. Mm. That's, that, that's them. So that's very much a journey fit. That was a way home track. Um, and another one for me, and I, I think I, this is probably, this was one of the first bands that got me into, well, not one of the first bands, but one of the first bands that I kind of then went on a, right, who else sounds like this? I want to hear more of it. was um, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Are you familiar? Oh, yeah. Did you just make that up? Have you not? I, I, I genuinely would have had fans having listened to them. I remember you no? used to bang on about them. But I would have put Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros home on there. I guarantee, Rob, once you hear it, you'll know it. And if you don't know it, you you really will like it. I was expecting you to say, oh, yeah, I know, you know, those guys. Yeah, I remember that tune. I think it's called Home, the actual album. Mm. But I can, uh, you know, if I wasn't here to talk about the other album I'm here to talk about today, um, that would have been that would have been one of the ones I, I certainly mentioned. Such a huge, you know, it's just tune after tune after tune. The first five tracks you can't stop and it's not until it gets to track six that you think okay this one i'm not a huge fan of but mm. then you know track seven is the home the, the title track and it's just it's a it's a banger it's a banger <laughs> for me with the mix with like while we're just on mixtapes because there are so few of us at school that are into the music we we're into is basically my experience of the mixtape if you like was leon would record shit off headbangers ball mm. the one that really sticks out for me and i have mentioned it before on here it had a run of three tracks and it was um iron man by black sabbath cemetery gates by pantera and then yeah, Rusty yeah, Cage yeah. by sand garden um but that's very different to all the stuff you're talking about on yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, to be honest this what we what we're talking about is, is more sort of like what's gonna sound all right where we drink warm bulmers on the ferry yeah. over to the island <laughs> so did your Either of you, did your like musical tastes change 
or were influenced by what the other person like before you know before you knew anything did you adam did adam bring anything to the table that you hadn't heard of before and got then really got into and vice versa yeah absolutely um mike snow being a, a massive one actually i remember like we would have a few messages before before we went away or join on the mixtape this time and i remember you like you know oh, I'll put some surprises on there. I'll chuck this on there, you know, and that sort of thing. Because Adam sort of had to do work at his job at the time where I I, I, I didn't. So I'd, I'd probably like, you know, I'd get the CD, I'd burn the CD and all that. But yeah, but there, were, there was a lot of stuff that we sort of discovered at the same time, I think. So like, I was going to say like Frank Turner was quite a big artist of those sort of years. Someone Definitely. who I kind of... Um, I think I mentioned before, like at the time, absolutely loved him. But perhaps kind of grown out of it a little, or grown away from it rather than out of it, I suppose. But hold it in very, very, um, you know, it's it's up there for just for the, the period of time. That that first album was often an entire playlist on its own. The Love yeah. Iron song album. Yeah. Um, we kind of again. That was a that was a huge soundtrack to our Isle of Wight trips and all the things we did. Um, and and to answer your question, Rob, from the other side, my musical taste just expanded. Um, you know, with, with Sam, I think more than his did with mine because he was already really into it. And don't get me wrong, I liked music, but I think I was so pigeonholed by what I enjoyed, and I still am in many ways. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm less of a records man and more of a track man. You know. I like a track, I like a single, and I, I was trying to think, how do I describe this? Well, if you had to look on the on my iPad or my Apple, if you you know you think about the old school iPads that you used to have, uh, sorry, old school iPods that you used to have, and you go into it, and there'd be like albums, 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 and then it'd be the full track listing. So they'd have like 20,000 20, artists and like three hundred thousand songs, whereas I'd have twenty thousand artists and twenty thousand mm-hmm. songs. Because I'm very much just like, I like that one track that that one person does. I don't like anything else they do. And then just pick and choose and pick and choose. And as, as the years have gone on, I have improved. I have got better. I've become more, I've opened, more open-minded. And I think that's as a result of, of, you know, Sam and his playlists. He did, I've just got to tell you about one playlist he put together. So back in my previous life, um, before I lived out here, I lost my I lost my driving license. All oh, right, what was that uh, for? <laughs> Best driver I know. <laughs> Got loads <laughs> of points. Dangerous driving was being being stupid. Um, and, and it was there happened to be an off duty cop behind us, so that's what it was. Lost the driving license. Sam makes me a playlist, and I think sends it to my work as well. <laughs> Probably. He's he's made it done it on a CD because you know this was 2012. Made it on a CD. And on, the, on it, written, scrawled on the CD in black pen, black marker pen, is songs to play in your car, uh, dot, 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 I'll wait, was the name of the playlist. And I've still got that in that car. Well, <laughs> I did up until I sold the car, but it sat in there for a good, once I could drive, every car I had, that track, that uh, playlist sat in there. We listened to that CD when we, well, when you drove me to the wedding. Yes, we did. Led on in yes, the car, we did. didn't we? Yeah. And actually, there's quite a bit on this, this list that I've made that would be fraught, would also made it on there. So, like, those national, that national track, that vaccine track would have been on there. Just building on what you were saying about how like, you're more of a, or, or, or were more of a sort of, like, I like this artist, I like that song. Cool, that's fine. When we started to make our lists for this podcast, 
I messaged Rob and said, do you know what? I'm not sure I'm actually that much of an albums guy. And I do think that like a lot of the last 10 years has been the majority of stuff I listened to would be a playlist. You know, that's yeah. how like how I would hear that, you know, you you would recommend a couple of tracks and they'd go on a playlist or like Bill would come on one of our trips and he'd make a, make a playlist. And be, oh, this is really thing. That's how I heard Frank Turner, to be fair. And it's hearing those individual tracks more than someone saying like, because with you, Rob, I'd imagine there was an element of like, this is a really good album. I've done you a tape of the album. Yeah, so I had like, so like we moved up to them in '92, and like I was sort of into like Guns N' Roses and Bon Jovi, and then I met Leon and got into Iron Maiden a bit more with him. And literally within six weeks of knowing him, I had a taped copy of every Iron Maiden album. Yeah, you know, in in, in my little that cassette holder that I could carry around, fit in my bag, and you know, because <laughs> briefcase wanker with cassettes. <laughs> way to do it though isn't it but the, and then i think because it was cassettes in walkmans you just press play and listen to stuff all the way through or until your tape stopped yeah so, like pearl jam's verses i'd never heard it past about two minutes into indifference because the tape ran out and there's no yeah. point, no point wasting a side on the last few years since i've got like the apple music subscription i do just go to like a grunge play, play this yeah shuffle um, or 90s alternative or best of the 90s as a theme here as Disney girl bands Disney girl bands all right mate <laughs> anyway um but then yeah so I was doing those of just like shuffle on a playlist and that's really just on like long car journeys when we left yeah. the island to go places and the rest of the time I just listen to podcasts but like the last few months since we've been doing this proper albums man again though like proper yeah, I must say, I've in, enjoyed the album more yeah. since we've been doing this. I would be amiss if I didn't mention this one song because, and I don't know if you if you would if it would have come up Ab, when you were thinking about the list, but this is uh, you know stuff that would have made a playlist and completely sort of juxtaposed to the rest of the album or the rest of the playlist. Sorry, would have been frisky by Tiny Temper. <laughs> I couldn't think of who was the singer, and I was like, I oh, know I'm getting the artist wrong, I know I'm getting the artist wrong, but yeah, Frisky. Yeah, so Tiny Temper, that song, it was the track was massive to be fair, but it, like it had, that ca- it had that catchy hook, and when it yeah. played in the bar or the club that you were in, it was that boom, na 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 I mean, it was only in a car, you know, when you're a bit G'd up and obviously I was always driving, so you boys would be sat there with your beers and whatever, but it would just be like, the windows would be down. Again, it goes back to that soft touch lad culture. It'd be like, mm. boom, nana, nana, yeah. out the window in, in Southampton at a, a red traffic light. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, so you're saying that you haven't been excited by too much lately. But I know an album that you are very excited about, and which is you messaged me about earlier in the week or last week, and said, "This is great." I think I think it was ten years old, was it? And I said, yeah. "Come on the pod, and we'll talk about it." Something that, funnily enough, I mentioned it did come up on one of the records um, recently. I was listening to the the first album by this artist, so I'm going to um, pass to you. And you can introduce your album that you you want to have a chat about tonight. 
the album that I think we need to, you know, deserves a, a place for discussion on this podcast among some of the many great albums you've discussed, you know, already uh, in this series is The Defamation of Strickland Banks by Plan B. If you've heard it or not, if you haven't heard it, you're missing out. And if you've heard it, I think you'll know sort of how good it is. Yeah. I, think it's a bit of, I think it's a bit of a gimmick now, but you go back 11 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, whenever that came out, and that whole storytelling, you know, the first two songs on the record are the character of Strickland Banks singing. Yeah. So Strickland Banks is, is the character throughout the record, um, you know, the first two tracks. And if you watch the music video, videos for these, they, they kind of, you know, slots together and it's kind of got a bit of a, an old school top of the popsy vibe mm. about it. He's on TV performing the records. And then I think, is she said first? Uh, sorry, third? No, yeah, fourth. is it fourth? Yeah. I can't remember the. I couldn't remember the uh, track order there, and I can't bring it up. So yeah, love goes down. Writing's on the wall. Stay too long. That's it. So it's, yeah, it's fourth because she's yeah. Stay too long is where it sets the scene, and then stay too long is the story of what's happened to him after being successful after off the back of these two tracks, and then sort of the rest is kind of I don't want to say history, but it's you know what what happens. Yeah. What, what happens after that? Then what happens? I feel like I'm giving away spoilers, but it's an 11-year-old record. Well, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that really gets me about this album is, you know, this is the same guy, and I know we've had this chat, Sam, so we're going to retread old ground, but this is the same guy that sang Charmaine about shagging a 14-year-old girl mm. in, in, in the rap genre. And Unbeknowingly, I would, just, would say. So just, yeah. Yeah, again, again, it's probably a 15-year-old track, yeah. if not older. And, you know, the, the payoff at the end is, is he realises that this is some girl's, uh, some guy's younger sister who he knows is being 14 years old. But that, not, I don't want to say that was a novelty record, but the, the stark contrast mm. between, between, between even sort of the musical process of Charmaine and then the defamation of Strickland Banks is it's stark. It is it is chalk and cheese. They are poles apart. And and to think that this is the same same guy putting yeah. these together. I'm not saying Charmaine was a bad track, but it certainly wasn't wasn't sort of in my wheelhouse, so to speak. No. And and yeah, it, it's one of those. It doesn't go on too long. No. Um. You know, it's it's I. You know, which I. It, because it's an album I love. I think is a bad thing. But I think yeah. you know. The last thing you'll say you want is a sort of two hour long album. You know, I think it's sub hour actually. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 barely yeah, I don't even think it gets to an hour. I don't even think it's it fifty gets minutes. 50 minutes man. Mm. It's fifty minutes. Yeah, I've got it up here, yeah. So and I think I think it's it's concise, it's to the point, and there's not one song on there that's filler. I think mm. every song, I think every track on that record has earned its place. It's a real dark you know a real dark view into the mind of that person it's like the worst thing that could ever, you know one of the worst things i think that could ever happen to someone is to be accused of something so heinous you know that you're innocent of um or at least not as guilty as they make out um you know you're not necessarily the good guy but actually you're not as bad as people mm. are saying um and and you know all these all these things are happening and and all the rest of it i yeah and and the reason it came into my mind sam and the reason sort of why i wanted to talk a bit more about it tonight was um I actually heard uh, it was she said on um, some waiting music on a on a concert. Oh, right. <laughs> and, and again, it goes back to that thing where I haven't listened to music for so long mm. that I hear a I hear a track from this era and think, oh wow, that's yeah. a throwback. And then I put the album on and was like, 
I completely forgot the musical structure. And like I say, it, it, it probably comes across as a bit of a gimmick, Rob. You know, I don't know how you feel. But, um, oh, I'll tell you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought it was a really good concept. I thought it kind of, I thought it, I thought it was something new. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Both, both, what, how, because you've got, you've got the, what the, how the character of Strickland Banks sings. And I think you said this as well, uh, Jack, is that, it's it's quite soulful. It's quite you mm. know he, he's quite uh, yeah yeah. It's yeah. quite a soul kind of you know white man's inflected jazz if you like. <laughs> and in the way you know then you've got Plan B singing about Strickland Banks yeah. And it's very much in Plan B style. You know he brings back those rap elements and some pretty you know there's some pretty fantastic verses in there. Pretty some some of the lyrics are, are, mm. are incredible. And uh, you know like Welcome to Hell and like. Just every, every, like I say, every song has earned its place. Yeah. There's not one bit of filler on on there for me. You know, there's not one song I dread, and I think I think that's very rare to have. Yeah. In an in an album, there's always there's always a song you know you don't like. There's always something a, a musical accompaniment that you think is a bit jarring. Always yeah. something that you know, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing because I think it makes you appreciate the rest of the album mm. so much more. But I think to have an album that from start to finish, every song you enjoy, everything sets up for the next piece, you, you almost can't wait to finish it to start it again. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. If, I, it's, just I, to... I, 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 oh, I Sorry. I Am I back? Well, if we've got you. Yeah. Yeah, we've got you. No. Nope. Don't think he's got us. Um, hang on, let me see what I can do. That's all right. We've, so we've temporarily lost him. Hopefully, he'll jump back on in a second. A voice yes. is just us. Nigerian Wi-Fi, not what they make an act to be. Well, you should have sent the money to the prince. Well, do you know what? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I always say that. Is, is that actually what his job is? <laughs> what, sucking up a Nigerian prince? <laughs> <laughs> did you get my text about the football? Yes, I it was did. shit, wasn't it? Oh, it was so bad. Man. If I come back to a, the wrong podcast, you're talking about sport. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite excited though because I can actually use a line now that I've uh, always wanted to say to you over many years. And that is, get back here, you dopey bold twat. We're doing a podcast. So, something that me and Adam always used to listen to as well together is um, the Ricky Gervais show, like the oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Adam introduced me to that, which is probably the most important thing I've heard in That's one of the years. earliest podcasts, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be a blind moth. I'd rather be a blind moth. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the defamation of Strickland Banks. Yeah. Yeah, if I could just jump in before we get Rob's opinion, because I've have heard you heard this, this quite a bit, then, have you? Yeah, so I was actually, when you messaged me about it, I was thinking that, this album, I remember hearing a lot, probably because you had it, Ad. Yeah. I remember, like, it would, it was sort of like early friendship for me and you. Early, probably like, like you said, because you were into different stuff. I was into different. It was probably early common ground, was it? Yeah, it was. Um, and I haven't heard it for ages. I had like, you know, I were talking years, and you messaged me about it, and I was like, yeah, definitely, will. I'm keen to get into this. And I, I had it on on Saturday, so a few days ago. Um, I was 
um, trimming the, the hedge at the front of my house with it on. And like, I was just listening to it. And I'd listened to the first Plan B album recently. And how it's the same person blows my mind. Like, he kind of sounds the same because in some tracks he's still, he's still rapping. Yeah. But like, if, if, if someone said to you, this is the first Plan B album, listen to it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then they said, oh, by the way, this guy can sing like an old soul singer. That, You'd be that, like, yeah, fuck off, man. That first album for the listener is Who Needs Actions When You Got Words. Yes, yeah. Um, and it's almost, it's almost two completely different acts. And, it, and, and actually, when you think about the follow-up, Ill Manners, he, he, reverts, to, he yeah. reverts to type. So you've just got yes. this incredibly bizarre little, I don't want to say bizarre mm. little effort, but when you put it next to its, its sandwich, you know, it, it's sandwiched in between yeah. two, two very similar. And then in the middle is just, just for me, it's just this, this um, you know, rose blossoming out of a, uh, of a crack in a pavement because you've just got this yeah. big bruiser rap kind of violence almost. And yeah. you've just got this quite crooning, soulful guy. Yeah. So the, the just again, just a bit of con like that first album and, and to be fair, Ill Manners, it's a lot of it's a lot of like UK gang culture, it's a lot of knife crime sort of thing, it's a lot of like of those sort of it's it's kind of I guess if you were um a leader of a political party you like fucking pigs, you would just describe it as hoodie culture, I guess. Um but that middle album, Map to Defamation, is it's really, really good. Is the is in my opinion at least. I'm not sure. I'm interested to see what um Rob has to say about it. Because this for me does fall into that that gap between like our perceived musical timeline, if you know what I mean. Um, which I actually think are probably a little closer than we first thought when we started out the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think I really like it. Like you said, it's his voice on it is brilliant. I think you've got, I think stay too long for me is the, is the pick of the, of the, of the songs. Um, I really, really like that track. I think his vocals on it are incredible. The, re- the uh, range on that track alone is just, yeah. You know, yeah. one minute, you know, you 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 belting down the motorway uh, 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 you know with this rap going on and then it kind yeah. of stops and holds you in the moment with something else slightly softer before continuing on at a rate of yeah. knots it, you're up to, I'd have to say the same um, yeah. that or the very last track on the album oh uh, yes yeah so I, I do have one more point that I'd, I'd like to make about this album but this is probably a bit of a wider thing so We'll be quiet for a minute, Ab, and we'll we'll throw to we'll throw to Rob for his. I always get a bit nervous when he does this. Right. Sort of like, yeah, I got lots to say because it's it, it, it can go either way. It can go so either way. And we'll it, throw this and to and Rob. And for to be fair, it probably is gonna go either way. Right, both yeah. ways, shall we say? So, I hadn't heard this record before. Um, Twenty ten, I had two kids. Had just moved mm. into Northamptonshire. Like would have had radio one on in the mornings but never heard of it really when we briefly touched on plan b the other day when we were recording i 
got him confused with Professor Green. Oh, uh, yeah. Good job, Grandad. Basically, Sam was talking about Plan B, and I just had Professor Green in my head, and it literally it took me about a week to work it out. Oh, fucking, I was kind of empathising with you a little there, because they look alike, they sound the same. But- so, I, I did... I did Right, well, I did end up putting a post on Instagram. I saw it. I liked it. At Records and Bands. And the picture, the pictures I chose, they are looking pretty similar on the two pictures. And, yeah. And the caption simply reads, so while prepping for a future podcast episode, I might, may have well proved once and for all that I know fuck all about music and I'm old <laughs> and I'm more than happy to admit to both. <laughs> Fair take, yeah. So I, I am interested so, to hear what you actually thought of the music. Right. Okay. So very quickly, then I was surprised how much of it I recognised, and that mm-hmm. must have been because it must have been a huge record at the time. If I yeah yeah, and so so many of the the tracks were released as singles. Yeah, I would have literally listened to Radio One from six thirty in the morning until ten o'clock because as soon as. Uh, as soon as he handed over to Joe Wiley, I was done. That was me gone. You used to hand over to Joe Wiley or Fern Cotton, is it then? Became? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, off. Right, so Love Goes Down started. Right, so I pressed play on it. First time I listened to it, and it started off. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> if it's going to be this Simply Red shite, the whole album. <laughs> that, that was my go-to like yeah. reference. I thought, fucking, it sounds like Simply Red. Brilliant. <laughs> what the fuck? Like... <laughs> and then the second one, and I may need to put it on, but I couldn't stop comparing it to would I is it would I lie to you by Shakademus and Players? <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I get that. So yeah, so I reckon that song was a little bit Shakademus and Players. I don't know yeah. which, which, but hey. And then track three, that stay too long. It sounded like late nineties Denny Kravitz. There's a reference. Right. <laughs> but I will say, as a as a whole piece, I think it's fucking brilliant. It is good, isn't I think it? It's really good. And it is definitely it, it's it's a story. The whole mm-hmm. thing is just a story. It's a proper concept album. Yeah, you like I was interested when Adam was saying, like, oh, there's no no there's no filler on there. Like every track needs to be on there to tell the story. Yeah. It's like you can't. You can't have Lord of the Rings. I'm not comparing it to Tolkien, but you can't have Lord <laughs> of the Rings and not and take out no. the two towers, can you? No, no. Hey, Marge, check out the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really good. My favourite track on there was the Recluse. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I think that, that I thought that was a really strong yeah. track. I thought it was really good and like thematically with the rest of the. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he must have just got like in in the story, he's just got to prison, and he's basically he's not going out because if he goes out, he gets fucked with. Yes, you yeah, know? And, yep. yeah, and I, but I thought that's really good. The last track as well, like you said, that's really strong. Mm. That's the one where that's one where he must be back in the courtroom, and he can't. They, I think there's a line he says, "Either let me go or, or send me back," as I don't give a yeah. fuck anymore. That's, yeah, so that's. That's yeah, as you get um, towards the end. I think that's on what do you what you get. Yeah, 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 he's just like I just want yeah. this over and done with now. I've made my life is in yeah. tatters. I've made my peace. I'm back in court, but my girlfriend's not in the gallery 
it's almost an arc back to she said it's almost yeah. it's almost it could almost be she said part two you mm, know yeah. and how different his life looks and yeah you're absolutely right it's it, everything everything's sort of stripped down stripped back he doesn't give a shit anymore but i do love that he left it open to interpretation as to what the result would be yeah. i always mm. think that's part of its longevity for me certainly is because there'll always be that part in my mind that's like Oh yeah, what was the outcome of that? Oh shit, you know the What did happen to Strickland Banks? It wasn't an actual court case, Adam. It wasn't RV Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 as a as a piece of writing, as a piece of work, as like mm. a definitive project, I think it's really, really good. I don't think it's something I'll listen to all the time because it's no. not my wheelhouse, but it definitely has a place. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, can cool. see why people I can see why people would really love it. Mm. I it don't, to be fair, that's not far off. What I feel not about a bad it. song on there. There's nothing on there that I think you know. Like I, I'm not gonna. Well, I probably will listen to it a bit over the next few days. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna put that on every day. But it's there, and I know I like, and I know it's good. If you know what I mean, it's like no to me. It, so I might put it on in the car for on a yeah. longer journey because or. But I don't think I, it's not something that I'd put on shuffle or dip in and out of. Well, to be fair, it, 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 talking about the like the 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 album uh, as a more general sort of thing, it does lose. It would lose something if you, if you mm. didn't have it on the whole. I mean, there are singles from it, but like those singles, you, they're better songs with the concept of the album. Sorry, the con. Sorry, the context of the album. Yeah, I do completely agree. But I challenge anyone not to listen to Stay Too Long in its in its single format and not really enjoy that just as a single piece of work. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely the strongest single. You know, on its own merit, you know, and yeah. you, you know, and uh, for me that earns a place on any playlist for the Isle of Wight because it's mm. it's an it's a bit of an anthem, if you like, I feel. You know, it's got a it's got, a yeah. recogni- it's got recognisable lyrics. If you don't know the chorus, you know, you might know a bit of the, uh, the verse. Yeah, it's got hooks. And, and there's a wonderful little rap, you know, where things are going off the rails for him and he's just about to commit the crime he's accused of committing. But it... I thought that was Jamie T for a minute. <laughs> it's very, that rap is very Jamie T. But to be honest, again, but again Adam, this, this, this shows exactly where I'm coming at it from, because... All of this sort of like UK rap scene is, is well, sorry, all of this rap scene is just, <laughs> new, it's just new to me entirely. Like, yeah. it's not my wheelhouse at all. It's not white boys with guitars. So, you know, but this isn't. A, I, you, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And I'm glad that you picked up on the concept. I think, I think I, I completely agree. Like, you know, the, the first two songs are set in the scene around who, who, the Strick, who this Strickland Banks is, who this character is. And then, and absolutely. You know, they need to be the first two songs, but also you need that context going in if you're not going to have that that shocked response. Yeah, you know, it's after that, I do think the, the strength is in the, 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 the tracks after that. Obviously, it's one of your favourites. Would it be? Well, in your, like, your no, well five this albums, is the or? thing. This is the thing. It, it'd have to it'd struggle. It'd struggle to be in the, it'd struggle to oh, be right, in the top okay. five. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love it to pieces. I absolutely enjoy it. But there are, for me, there are any one of a number of other albums that I could have come on here with. Um, but mm. for me, it was kind of, I have a very strong feeling about this album because it's got a very, I've got very staunch memories from listening to that album. Again, harking back to the Barbie Mobile, 
in the this time in the you know this time <laughs> this time in the middle of winter driving between you know Lempster and Erdersley dark gone again? Oh, dark oh, dark on oh, you're back. right you're okay, back. Where, where, how far did I get okay Erdison. so driving between Lempster and Erdersley every morning you know in the middle of winter this time when there is no kind of you know the roof is not down and Jonesy's not in the back with his t-shirt <laughs> off swinging it around his head um you know, fucking boy. You know, I am driving to work in the dark, driving home in the dark. But this album is on, and I'm absolutely trying to learn that rap in the middle of stay too long off by heart, or I'm crooning along to the, you know, to the recluse or praying. You know, it's it's got it's got some very strong memories. It's a very sort of not necessarily an emotional time in my life, but very strong emotions I can remember having at that time in my life, if you like. So. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I think it struggled to make top five. I really do. I could I could name probably ten albums it would be up against that would that would sort of that would. Mm. To be fair though, the whole point of the podcast has always been it's like not what what do you think are the best albums? It's what and it's not even like what are your favorite albums. It's like what 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 albums yeah, mean what the you, most what, to what you? What do you think or... is good and why do you think it's good without being you know yeah. I can hear criticism of it. If you'd have come on and said, you know, I didn't like this, I didn't yeah. like that, I would probably agree with whatever that criticism may be. Yeah, see that, see, you've, have you heard the Sam's take on Ben? Yeah, Barnes? I did hear that. I, I... Yeah, see, I don't, I'm not even sure if I'm still talking to him properly yet, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because I, do you know what I mean? It's like one of those artists that mean a lot to you. I could probably take criticism of Pearl Jam easier than I could take criticism of Ben Folds, to be honest. Because Ben Folds is like mine and Hazel's thing. You know, it's a, it's really personal, like, but but I really want him to like it. But, I would just you know. say, just for the for the tape, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you made that you made that abundantly clear. Yeah, I did. Um, That's all right. I really like on that track that in that middle rap part that line. Um, it, it's it's something along the lines of I sit down and I breathe through my glass. Yes. And I think I think and I I remember hearing that thinking like what what's he going but then like I can imagine myself breathing through like we're in the pub I'm having a drink you've told a joke I'm laughing at it and I'm trying to like catch my breath yeah. as I do you know what I mean that like trying to not spit your pint back into yeah your, that your... kind of and it's just like to to get a little bit you know a little bit wankery about it like he's a really good songwriter and he is mm. really good at like capturing those bits that like I, th- I think Jamie T does it well again um just to bring him up you know my boyfriend <laughs> um, like I do it's think like, that he like, captures those bits that like it, it is it's an everyday kind of thing but it, it's, it's the like mundane the mind, isn't it yeah, like, about it being yeah it is the mundane but it's also like like the minute details of it that like I'm like breathe through. I don't know. There's just something about it. He just seems to be able to like capture it, and it is the mundane things. It's like and like there's that whole bit where he sits down and, and you know he's the, sits down at the table in front of the girl, and it's like I say yes, she says she says cheers, our glasses go clink and stuff like that. It's not just like like oh we said cheer. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like those little details that that, that pull it all together, and it's like. I really, again, he's not an artist that I, I love, and I wouldn't, similar to what you, 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 Adam, you and Adam were saying, but like, 
you don't mind hearing criticism about it because you kind of, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that about it, but I think he's a really good songwriter and like the stuff, the earlier stuff that, you know, his first album and his, oh, is it feels like a lot of time, time and effort's gone into it. It feels like yeah. a really well-crafted piece. Like, yeah. Right, I think I'm back, Rob. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. I'm going to turn off the video. I don't think we need it anyway, do we? No, no, we're not. One day you guys will get a guest on that isn't either on a ship or in the arsehole of fucking Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's park the the, the plan B conversation. I think, unless anyone's got anything else to add on that, no, I, I, I um, all I'll say is I'm glad I listened to it in full and from yeah. beginning to end, and I shan't be deleting it off my phone. There's other nice. stuff that will go if I need need room, so yeah, that's good. So thank you for bringing it to the show, Ad. Yeah, thanks, Ad. Much appreciated. Because uh, it's one that if I were to almost redo a top twenty-five, it it would at least be in the discussion because it, it wasn't when I made, it wasn't even, didn't even come to mind, but thinking about it now it might not make the list, but it would be, it would be on the table. Oh, um, lost him again. Lost if he, if again. he's dropping, you know, if he wants to, at least we've got his chat with, uh, about the, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you, can you get him on a text or? Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, let's grab so t- t- tell him, tell him if it's bull lake. Then... Yeah. Not to yeah. worry. Exactly. But I think we're going to try one last time to get him on again. But I just don't want to waste his time, really, to be honest. He's just text saying, can we try this at another point? Um, I can't yeah. do this all night. It's never usually this bad. For the benefit of the tape, we're here. Uh, take two. Of the Records and Bands podcast with with Adam, our uh, man in Africa, some, our man in Africa, the uh, the African Queen, um, the, ma- the man from Del Monte, the man from Del Monte, yeah. Um, so we had some technical issues last week. We got some good chat about uh, Adam's one of Adam's favourite records, but then we sort of had connection issues, so. We're coming back together, so there may be some differences in. Oh, there's a dog on the screen, mind. Oh, <laughs> great days. That um, would only have been better if it was a fucking hyena or something. <laughs> <laughs> he is Nigerian. He is Nigerian. Um, but yeah. in the earlier part of this pod, we talked about the defamation of Strickland Banks, which was Adam's pick. And then tonight, I know Rob's got a little lead in. He's got a good story about one of the records. Well, tell you a little story okay so it would have been about 1997 1998 probably actually because i would have just passed my driving test in the september of 97 and it was definitely the could have been 97 actually in the Renault 5 me r rich and dave arrowsmith let me just stop you there is that the same Renault 5 that you smashed up when you took me and rich over to hereford yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah so we're going down to Newport see Motorhead we get about three parts of the way and the fucking clutch goes on the car that'd be a Renault 5 that'd be my Renault 5 like, <laughs> I think it only costs 300 quid anyway um, no mobile phones or anything then like no breakdown assistant obviously because back in the 90s in, well 
walk a little bit down the lane, get on the old ROC phone. I can't call the ROC, so I ring the coppers. I say, can you just favour? Ring Dad. I give, give ring him... your dad. <laughs> Please ring Dad. I need him. <laughs> Next thing we fucking know, copper pulls up by the car. Like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like, uh, Spoken to your old man. He's going to come down and sort the car out for you. Jump in. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Do what? Jump in. Take you to the gig. Fucking brilliant. All right, so we jump in the back of the car. Going into Newport. Blues and twos. Nice. Pull, pull up outside of uh, Newport Centre. And there's just queues of dirty, hairy metlers. Yeah. Gets the cop car, pulls up. Fucking booze. Ah, fuck you, pigs. You dirty <laughs> bastard. Fuck off, pigs. We don't want you here. Then we get out the back. The copper pulls off. It's the siren, just a bloop, bloop, and the whole fucking crowd out there just give them a stand innovation and like, <laughs> clapping and cheering them as they're going. We go inside. Group dog drill, they've just started. Never nice. heard them before. Never, you know, don't know. Actually, that might be a lie. Because I might have, they may have had a couple which, of... Which, which bit might be the lie? <laughs> the fact that... <laughs> that bit. What about you hadn't heard them before? The bit about not hearing them before, because they might have had a couple... I think they had a couple of the tracks on... A CD off the front of Kerrang. You see, this is something that I definitely feel like is missing from people's music these days, is getting a CD with a magazine. Like, it's 14 tracks. Little bonus for you. Yeah. I mean, I know you can get a mixtape, like a mixed, uh, sorry, a playlist, but there are a lot of bands that I probably wouldn't have heard if it wasn't for a free CD on the front of Kerrang or Metal Hammer or whatever. I only heard the Angry Barrel because someone gave me a free CD of theirs. To be honest, that's how ninety percent of the people who've heard them have heard them. <laughs> so anyway, we go in, we go into the gig to see Group Dog Drill, and like they have a free piece from Bradford. I'm not won't be surprised if only like four people who listen to it, sorry, one of the four people who listen to this podcast have heard of them before. And that'd probably be Dave Arrowsmith if he is listening. Yeah. Um, and they were just really exciting and just like really good, like real good mm. quality support band. And he did this shit where he taped the fucking mic with gaffer tape right up over his mouth. And it was just all like, you know, to us, it's just fucking great. And then Motorhead mm. came on and they were amazing. And then a couple of months after that, we went up to JB's to see Therapy. So that was in Dudley. Group dogs were supporting them again. Maybe then in the the following year, saw Motorhead again and again. They had group dogs were supporting them, and then not long after that, we went and saw them in TJ's in Newport, mm. and they fucking well, that place is amazing, isn't it? It's just so small. And yeah, it just brought the house down. Um, yeah. So for me, as a record, Half Nelson, which probably came out after I'd seen them for the third time. Um, that's just one of those records of just past the driving test bombing around. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant record. It's one of my favorites. I don't think it's, I don't think it's one that many people have heard. I don't think it's mm. one that everyone would like, but for me, it's just like a personal choice in that list of records we made. Yeah. Well, I was listening um, back to some of one of our previous episodes because I'm, I'm sad by that. And, we mentioned about how 
some of our picks are what are we what we think are like great records but then there are some on there that are very personal to us mm-hmm. and like i wasn't at all surprised that this was on your list on your 25 and to me i think along with probably Terrorvision and everclear another band we've spoken about on here before group dog drill are one of those bands that i really i remember like you and our rich listening to have you actually listened to it like deliberately gone and put it on yourself or is it just always been something that me and rich would have in the past yeah no i would have listened to it off off, off my own back and mm. um it feels like this one's been one that we've we've recommended quite a while ago for the podcast so i've listened to it again this week and i, I listened to it a couple of weeks ago as well i'm really interested to see what adam thinks of this if i'm being honest because and and, and i'm not trying to cast aspersions or any or wish you any disrespect that, but I, I can't imagine this is a band that have ever crossed your your path before now. I can't say I've heard them um, or recognised any one of the tracks, especially uh, Cocksucker Blues. <laughs> oh, what a tune. But I will tell you this, I absolutely loved it. Brilliant. I genuinely, genuinely got on with it from the get-go with lovely skin. I honestly went into it thinking, this absolutely is outside of my wheelhouse. I'm not interested in this kind of shit at all. I think it. Put, I think the front cover put me off. And I know there's that old idea, you know, don't judge a book by the cover and all the rest of it. And certainly don't judge a, a record by the by mm. the same token. But I, I do fucking hate wrestling. So <laughs> it's always going to put me off. Honestly, uh, lovely skin is up there as one of those tracks as a little go-to that I've got now. It's certainly going to find its way on some sort of, of active playlist. Not that I'm very active, but certainly some, you know, where I'm, I'm out for a walk or, you know, walking the dog or whatever. Um, I really did enjoy it. I think it was, I, I don't know if it was Salt Peter or the songs after Salt Peter. I wasn't too, too clever about the so silver boot, uh, personal and silver boots. Um, and I can't remember if I enjoyed Salt Peter. I thought, Salt Peter was where it went wrong, but certainly those last two, it kind of fell off a bit. But there was some. There, there, there's a real melod- melodic song in there at some point that comes out of nowhere. I can't remember which one it is now. Um, Not Jackie O. It might be Jackie O. It, it it's almost completely off kilter to the rest of the mm. album. You know, the rest of the albums. Uh, you know, the use of the word cocksucker in more than one song is mm-hmm. very prevalent. It's like they've just learned it. Um, <laughs> Um, and they, they can't wait to say it again, but genuinely really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think your aspersions are absolutely right to be cast on. They are, uh, you know, would never have come across it. Certainly would never have chosen to listen to it. So no, I really enjoyed it. And I'm, cool. I'm so happy to come away with like a, a, a new track that I really enjoyed in Lovely mm. Skin. So, yeah. oh, so that was your favorite track, was it? Lovely Skin. Lovely Skin was the one that stuck. Yeah. I'm not normally the first song on the album kind of guy. But yeah, that that one was the one that stuck for me. That was the one I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong, there were a few other good ones in there, but I, that was the one that I came away with. I completely take your point about um, Silver Boots. I think that's a song too far. Like it, it just uh, doesn't seem to fit in with us. But like, Personal is one of my favourite songs on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think it's really. I think it's. I think that should. That's where the record should finish. Um, Grace Ant's brilliant. I think. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Graceland. I really enjoyed everything. Yeah, you know, not not uh, not you know, uh, track two on the album, 
was it yeah it sort of came breeze. out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> and i kept thinking to myself because obviously before listening to this album i was listening to your show because you know what else is there to do in this world um <laughs> and you were talking about sort of um what are they uh i can't think of the word now i've been awake for too long um like tracks that are like a bit of a joke do you know what I'm saying? It felt like a bit. I can't think of a, of a novelty. Mm-hmm. It felt a bit novelty. That was uh, that's my feedback on the on that. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I must. I um, when I went back and listened to it, it it felt like it almost felt like meeting an old friend. Yeah, I knew it, and bec- and like I I've probably dipped in and out of it. Like I said, you know, occasionally, but I wouldn't have listened to it front to back in a very very long time um and i forgot i i knew like i knew lovely skin and i knew um jackie oily rag an oily rag yeah but for me the 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 big the big track is Graceland's on it mm-hmm. i think it's just an absolute banger i think the lyrics are great it's, it's just like it's that's my favorite track on the album I don't know. Part to me, the record it kind of makes me want to have a wash after. It kind of feels a bit grimy. <laughs> I know exactly what you yeah. mean by that. I fully understand you. Yeah, you feel dirty after yeah. listening to that album, but in a good way. I imagined. I, I imagined watching them in an absolute CD dive bar. Yeah. Where where you need a you know you need a wash afterwards just by dint yeah. of being in that room with those people. Yeah, I know where you're coming from with that. Have you, um, have you ever been to TJ's in Newport? So I know you used to have a couple of mates there, didn't you? No, I've not. Um, and it's funny you say that because Goldie Looking Chain posted a photo of it all boarded up today on their Facebook profile. Oh, really? Um, That's yeah. It's the best. It's the the best place I've ever seen a gig. Mm. Um, and one final thing, which is obviously the big one. Um, TJ's was voted one of the 50 big night sounds of the world by FHM in 1997. Well, that would be um, probably been the year before I saw Group Dog Drill there. Yeah. Because um, I think they were done by about 2001. As a yeah, band. you see, I, I, would, I wondered that. Um, well, they only did two albums. And I, do you know what, though? That's, that's enough, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think the Not second album that... that great either, but. No. It's the first album, and again, it's part of that. Um, it's the opposite of Feeder. So I caught mm-hmm. Feeder before they had a record out, and then after the record came out, they were shite. Yeah, Group Dog Drill, before a record came out, I saw them, like, I saw them more times before they had a record out than after, and they're just one of those nostalgia bands for me now. Yeah. It reminds me of hanging out with our Rich and Dave. And mm. and again, like we said on Forever Clear, um, having just passed my driving test, would have listened to them all the time, Mike. Do you know how much I love that record? Go on. I've got it on vinyl. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so, so in in the interest of kind of chucking a bit more, um, you know, Spotify pence their way, you know, is there any other album? Do they have any other albums? I didn't look. So, I, and dare I ask, are they, you know, still performing? No, are no. They in any sort of capacity? No. I don't. No. Don't. Um, every six seconds in two thousand was the second album. That's, that's mm. all there is on there. I think the singer Pete Spilby did try to do um, some solo stuff, and not entirely convinced it worked out for him. 
Wikipedia calls him an English rock fan. Right. Would we agree with that? Would we say rock? Yeah. There's not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Cause, yeah. It, it, it's okay. rock in the same bracket as therapy would be rock. In the wild arts would be rock. You can call it hard rock if you like, or I don't know. But it's it's, def, it's definitely it's definitely English, or it's definitely British, isn't it? So like when when uh, just for your sake, Adam, really like in those days, like my my taste in music was really um, like all the grunge stuff, and then like st- I kind of like stuff like the Doors. I had a quite big heavy, big uh, Doors period in my life. Um, but I always kind of had a spot in the old record collection for um, like British rock bands, if you like. That weren't almost like the, the like the harder end of Britpop, if you like. So the Terrorvisions, Manic Street Preachers, and then stuff like um, well, obviously Therapy, that sort of, and the Wild Hearts. And then there was always like those support bands as well. So. Group Dog Drill. There's a band called Curb Dog that I've seen a few times. There's another symposium. Band, symposium. I was about to say symposium. Mm. Um, yeah, all that's you know. So these bands that never really did major stuff, but if you catch them at a festival or maybe you know it's just on a support slot, like I, I kind of stuck my stuck my flag on them a little bit, if you like, and thought, oh, we'll see where they'll go. And they usually went to make two albums, and that was it. Um, I would say. Yeah, if you were interested in going down this this sort of this avenue a little bit, then Rob, feel free to agree or disagree. But I would say, um, and we talk about them quite a bit, but again, might not be a band on your radar. Is therapy? I think like group dog drill therapy go together quite nicely. So if therapy are okay. a band from band from Northern Ireland. Again, quite probably a bit heavier than group dog drill, but it's it's kind of similar sort of wheelhouse i would say and again this might be controversial rob but i also think um uh television yeah um and i know there's the bradford connection there yes but yeah television as well are a cool band that we talked about on here before i think you'll like television adam to be honest because like they're really hooky they're they're definitely at the heavy end of pop but there's definite pop stylings in it Mm. Okay, I'll give both of those a go. Did um, someone mention Goldie Looking Chain earlier? Goldie Looking Chain would be, again, to link back to our earlier conversations, I would say Goldie Looking Chain had a, one, of, um, one of our bands for one of our... Uh, now, mate, 100%, I can name you... Every, I could, no, sorry, I can't... I could probably name you most tracks off the album... But I certainly know every lyric to that entire album, the, the big album. I can't remember what it is now. It might even be Goldie Looking Chain Greatest Hits. I think they called it Greatest Hit. It is Goldie Looking Chain Greatest Hits, and they hadn't had an album out before. It is, yeah. What was the big single off that? Your Mrs. is a Nutter or something like that? No, uh, that was later. So you've got Guns Don't Kill People, Rappers Do. That was the one that achieved any sort of chart notoriety. Um, and then there was a cult um, following around, following if you like, around the track. Your mother's got a penis. That's right. You know what I'm saying. Your mother's offered me the goods. I'm not yeah. paying that one. Um, 
<laughs> said it as a laugh as a bit of a keep joke going, to me funny to say when I was having a smoke I first heard off this bloke this fucking rumor going round your mother's reputation it's not sound trust me could go all day with that um, I I actually performed that once at karaoke <laughs> in in the local pub in Erdersley um, as a sort of 14 year old impressionable child um, in front in front of my in front of my parents and a pub full of bemused onlookers because it was on the karaoke machine. It was the only song I knew off by heart at that age. That is, that is revelations, that is. There needs to be a video of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there is video, you can't tell it's me, which is probably uh, the best thing. Um, yeah, that was a good album. Really enjoyed that album. <laughs> so there's the skits on there, isn't there? So I... Most of the conversations I have with Adam start with, Adam, do you read me over? I am going down the shop to buy 10 fags. And it's the start of a goldy looking chain song. And if it's not that, it's, what is it? What's the other one? What's the Billy, Billy Webb one? Billy, Billy, your mother's here. <laughs> My mother is always here. What's been going on in town central tonight? <laughs> Just absolute it nonsense, is. isn't it? We've got 50 minutes no, of that recording this podcast on. already. Let's not, um, <laughs> not chuck any boring. What I in. would say, actually, and um, this is, I'm just going to give something I've been listening to this week. Um, I think, as a wider point, I, well, I've been listening to um, The Lonely Island, which is um, Andy Sandberg of Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame. His band with like his body writes comedy with, and it's so stupid, but it's funny and it's actually quite well put together. And I think that music is one of like the few art forms, you know, to, to go there, or these that like the comedy song is really looked down upon. Mm-hmm. So, someone makes a, a funny film, oh, that's brilliant. Someone writes a funny TV program, that's brilliant. But someone writes like a funny album, it, it gets Push to one side. If you listen to the episode of Adam Buxton's podcast with Blind Boy, they really yeah. deep dive into that. Oh, because right, obviously, yeah. like the Rubber Bandits had their novelty songs, Horse yeah. Outside, and that. It might, you know, but and then it, you obviously you've everything, you know. If you if you make people laugh in a film, it's it's fine, and yeah. you can get award for best comedy, but you don't get. But when you do it in music, it's novelty. It's low brow. It's novelty. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Now. Just to make this all about me for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's our podcast. We can do what we like. Well, yeah. Something that I get leveled at me sometimes, occasionally. Again, to the four people who listen to this podcast, probably being the same four people who go to the gigs I play. Like, in the band, like, people, I, I'll note, when we're, like, playing, I'll notice people laughing at the lyrics. And, like, people come up to me and say, like, oh, fucking hell, that tune's well funny. And I'm a bit like, wasn't really what I was going for, but all right. And it's quite odd because, like, you know, we're not like, no, I'm not offended by it at all. But like, it's it's quite odd to hear when you sort of been like shouting about and swearing like fuck and giving it the big un. And people are like, oh, that was funny. And you're a bit like, uh, okay. I've learned to sort of take it, the rough with the smooth, a little bit. See, there's um, like. I've only seen you a couple of times, but then I come out to watch it at Tenbury after that terrible band were on before you. And yeah. then, like, 
you play and I thought you were really good. Um, but then, like, what you play, I can't remember what the song was, but then you, like, the lyric, what's your lyric? Oh, because the singer's, ne- singer's nearly 13, he thinks he's Joe fucking Strummer. Mm. Uh, I just thought that was brilliant, because, like, in the song, you're singing about, like, a shit pub covers band. Mm. But let's be fair, you were 30 thinking you're Joe Strummer. <laughs> it, yeah, it's based on uh, yourself, so it's taking the piss out of yourself. Like, yeah. I just thought that was brilliant. But whether that's like, because I know you, I don't know, is... And I think that is part of it, maybe, that because we, we play local gigs and we see people we know, like people do see like the silly things that I'll come out with every now and again and like the little sort of because like I always say we're Well everyone say you say there's always a reaction when you go here's a song about geography teacher. Yes, yeah. Because it's yeah. local band in a local place, local shop yeah. local people. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I always say like how do I how would I put it? Like we we take the band vaguely seriously, but we don't take ourselves very seriously. Do you take him seriously, Adam? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> uh, not. I take him as <laughs> I take him as seriously as he takes himself. So I know I know if he needs a li- if he's got a track he's trying out, or if he's trying to do something different and he wants to take that seriously, I'll know because I'll have already had a conversation with him about it on multiple times that he's telling me the same thing in different ways. And I'll go to the gig and I'll take it as seriously as he is. And then I will know that if we're going to a gig and maybe all the lads are in town, he's not going to take it seriously because he's going to be ultra relaxed and just want to enjoy himself. So he'll surprisingly, Sam will then de-escalate his level of seriousness because all the lads are there and he knows actually they're going to rip the shit out of me at the end of tonight about one thing or another. So I'm not going to take it too serious. So, um, and I often they're the, they've been the best gigs because I think everyone in the band relaxes because, well, because two thirds of them, are, uh, we're all yeah. part of the same yeah. music group. Um, I, I will take, I will take the writing credits seriously though, when they finally well, start coming in. Well, this is what I was going to ask, but, um, at the start of the, uh, podcast we attempted last week sam introduced you as like his that you were his lyrical sounding board and i was just wondering how often that happens and how, or like how much of a i'm not saying how much of it do you write for him but how much of it do you see as he how does that work with you being the sounding board does he just send you a text saying is this all right or is it bullshit well it's it used to be a lot more regular as we've got older you know sam's obviously got two nippers now i live abroad we're both working my job can be quite full-on and stressful and sort of takes me away from doing any of the fun stuff i used to do you know when you're at work and you have those minutes between emails and whatever but when we do it you know it still does happen Mm. occasionally and we'll have these rare but and it's rare bursts of very intense very intense kind of back and forth and then we'll stop and that'll be it and in all honesty, you know, joking aside, I don't, I don't take any of it as, you know, I don't look at any of it as, oh, I did that bit or did that bit or whatever. But I do recognise, you know, they've got a track called Kingston Heavy, and I remember mm. Sam and I, that was very much a, I've got this track in mind, I've kind of written this for it. What do you think? And I'm, I'm an absolute sucker for sort of iambic pentameter. I love things to kind of line up and and rhyme almost and and sam you know being the, the the classic punk that he is is very much away from that he's he goes he doesn't do that and so i kind of try and bring it back to it sounding a bit 
I don't know how to put it, just sounding a bit more fluid. Whereas Sam's very much, oh, I'm going to hammer this at home. And between us, we come up, you know, we come up with stuff. So, yeah, we do have these bursts yeah. of intensity. And, it, you know, I see my involvement as being as anything from, from a line in a track or a verse or a chorus to um, Sam ran something by me. And I've gone, yeah, mate, that sounds fantastic. It, it really does sort of move around. Do you play and stuff yourself, though, Adam? I don't, it might have asked you that before. I don't know. No, no, I can't. I cannot do anything. I played a lot of instruments as a kid. Can't do anything anymore. I um. Oh, well, I, I would... So, um, can can you sing? Because he might be in the market for a new singer. <laughs> you never know. Um, I would absolutely echo everything you said there, Adam. And I've probably done you a bit of a disservice by not recognizing it more. But I, I also kind of think that that kind of casualness of it is is how it kind of works i feel a lot like you know i'll have an idea and i'm, I'm not sure about this and rightly or wrongly the, the first person i think to run it by is adam rather than sort of like because i've always taken ownership of of that side of the band i've always you know written the lyrics and stuff and to be fair and, and not not giving it the big un, but like i've always felt until until more recently that like I've been the direction of the band, if you if you see what I mean. Um, it's my band, Dave. It's my band. Yeah, and, and that like that's not to say that I dictate or anything, but like, but yeah, Adam is absolutely like if I've like, and what he says is right. Like, I'll send him an idea. I think I want you to think of this, and I say, well, actually, you know, that doesn't work there. Try, try, you know, move that here. Put something else in there, and or you know, come up with with bits himself and there's there's to be fair there's a, a recurring thing oh we've lost it um there's a recurring thing that um the phrase and adam i, I, I need he's nice back so something that adam yeah is, sorry sorry about that sorry sam you 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 cut out there when you started giving me my long overdue praise no, sorry so if you want to just ro- go back over that Put his dick back in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I was just saying that like, that Adam's my kind of, my first port of call if I'm not sure about something lyrically. And I think it comes from a, a, a few different places. I think that we like a lot of the same bands. We like a lot of the same sort of stuff. And a lot of the stuff that me and Adam like might be different to stuff that, the lads in the band like so i would say when it comes to writing lyrics and like my influences at least those sort of artists i have more in common with adam so it's more like what do you think of this mate and adam will say well yeah do this move that chuck that in there get rid of that right you know here's a couple of lines to get you started on the next verse and then you know and quite often like you said it's like won't hear from each other for ages and then, oh, what you get this? And then, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And then sort of go and run with it a bit. Um, how uh, does Kat feel about this relationship? Because it feels very Muse-like. <laughs> all I will say is, all I will say is, I was there when before Kath, and I will be there long after. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what I would say, there's a lot of things that um, I almost usually feel like continuity. So, like... I write in in songs quite often about like nipping out and going for a fag in the middle of the of a night out, or like what goes on in a smoking area of pubs and stuff. 
Now, I don't smoke, so I have no real reference, you know. So quite often, that, that'll that come up and it'll be like, oh, wow, there's, there's, this, this, there's this track, is this sort of like... And there's a, a bit in one of our songs where I reference um, smoking, uh, drinking bad coffee and smoking Benson and Hedges. Now, I don't smoke and I can't fucking stand coffee. So, you know, like, as autobiographical as some of it may sound, a lot of it is comes from... Is this right, Adam? Can you just sort of like you know check my working on this? Would Would you agree with that, Ab, or, or have we lost you for a minute? He's gone again. I'll give him a minute. We got you, mate. He's disconnected. Yeah, lads, are you I back? Don't know what fucking problem is here. So just to move on then, as we are having technical issues again, um, a lot of the stuff that you write, Sam, it's, um, to me at least, it feels very real world. I think you've said before, like when we were talking about the Pixies, that mm. that's all quite um, abstract almost. In, uh, yeah. it, you can see inspirations in that music from other art pieces and that, but your yeah. stuff feels very re- real world, um, yeah. much like what I've noticed on this Sleaford Mods record that you've asked me to listen to for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to say my piece because I feel like I'm, I'm on a, on a hiding to nothing here. Um, I would count the Sleaford Mods amongst my absolute highest influences in my own songwriting um, and in how I approach songwriting and how I approach um, what, what we do as a band. I think... Um, Upon, I think hearing the Sleaford mods is for me was how is what people say about when they first heard the Beatles. Like it was a revelation to me. It, it opened my eyes to like um, a world of songs that, if you wanted to, if that's what you wanted your song to be, it could be it. You know, and like I get that they're not everyone's bag. I often refer to them as um, if if. Uh, they're kind of like porno. You, you, you put it on when your missus goes out. Because <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't want to hear it. So you can't like... put it on in the car with the kids. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, I really like them. I must say I haven't listened quite so attentively to their last few records. And the one that I gave you both to listen to was um, Divide and Exit, which is, I think it's like three or four albums in. Um it's the first album of theirs I heard, which is why I, I figured it, it worked for me as an entry point. Um, so that would be the one I would probably, it's maybe not their best work, but it's probably the entry point. That's what I would, would say anyway. Um, I'll just so, jump in quick and then we'll let Adam go quickly. But for me, it felt very much like um, um a podcast favorite to talk about is Kevin Smith. Yeah. So yeah. he always says that he went to the movies and saw Slacker, the uh, Richard Linklater film. And right. Was blown away because of its simplicity and was like, holy fuck, this counts. Yeah. I, I can do this. I can't, yeah. do, I can't do Star Wars, but I can do this. And that's the kind yeah. of feeling I got from listening to that record is right. Holy fuck. Does this, does this count? Yeah, see what you mean? Yeah, and it fucking does. So, Adam, is, it, is this the first time you've listened to it as well? So, this is the first time I think I've tried to listen to this album. Um, 
and I've tried to listen to Sleaford mods before because of you know because of how big a fan Jack is of yeah. them and and how I know how influential they have been and you can hear their hear their influence on on the music that Alvin you know do um I just could not get on with it no I really couldn't I I've tried before and I really tried and I know when we when this podcast goes out they're going to you're going to hear maybe some of the barbs and some of the jabs that I've put in in the <laughs> run of this I, I I just could not get on with it it just sounded like some bloke walking down a fucking street. He's done a lot of coke. He's gonna punch a nan. I've done a fucking shout about it. It just kind of felt all the same. It sounded similar. It was really. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slagging off. It's absolutely got a, hmm. a a purpose and a place, and it's fans. Absolutely. I mean, it's in my favour to be a fan of them because my future father-in-law oh, yeah. um, is a massive is a, is a massive fan. So. Um, if I was to like them, that would probably solve a lot of my problems. But um, <laughs> I, I just couldn't. Um, but there was one track that you know stuck out for me. I'd never want to be um, too negative. I always want to try and look for some mm. positives. I really quite enjoyed the Tiswas track. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which is a reference that dates me and precedes me, in fact. But I did, <laughs> I, I did quite. Mate, enjoy I don't that. remember Tiswas. Um, um, oh, is it that? Yeah, I'm, I'm 42. <laughs> and I don't remember this was. Well, he's in his he's oh, well, 50 odd, isn't he? The singer and hmm. lyricist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, and, and and the corgi and the corgi. Oh, uh, yes, corgi. yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, the, the the best track on the record is the last one. Is tweet tweet tweet. I really really like that as a track. Um, yeah, and, I can understand it. Um, I like livable shit. Yeah. You see, I think I find it, and I don't like the phrase necessarily. I find it a really relatable album, and a lot of that might be from, like, we work. <laughs> this 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 is might be bollocks, but like, he used to work for a housing association in Nottingham, and I worked well worked for a housing association in in Herefordshire, and something that I read about that he he said and I really resonated with me I must say and this might be part of why I I I've got another point to make but he he basically his his mu well then music is born out of like boredom and frustration of like day-to-day mundaneness and seeing that there's things are wrong but you can't quite do enough to help. So basically he would see people coming into the housing association who would be given the wrong information, lied to about the support that was available for them to try and save money, where he was always felt like that's not the job. But that that's perhaps something different. But he goes on to say that um in his opinion, like the call centre and the the office is like the factory floor of the two thousands. So like whereas someone like Springsteen will, you know, he's got songs like Factory, which is about like his dad breaking his back in the factory, working long hours, coming home, having nothing to give. Oh, Johnny Cash has got songs about Dane the Sawmill and stuff like well, that. Exactly, yeah. And he he referred, like, that's his point of reference. And that really resonated with me as, as um, again, I sound like a right fucking prick tonight, but, like, as someone who... No, I get it. No, 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 I, I, I know exactly what you're and, trying to get and at. as someone who, in his own mind, could be 
could be in the Sleaford mods almost. I I feel that like that's a band that I could aspire to a little bit like you were saying, Rob, like I can do this and those parallels between sort of like, you know, he he talks about how he used to have to use all his holiday so he could go and do gigs and stuff and, and all that. They're just a band that like really like, I just, I heard them and I was like, wow, this, this just made so much sense to me. And something I said about um, Kanye West on a previous episode, someone else who obviously gets a lot of chat on here, but like, I think I almost like the band more than I like the music. If that makes sense. Okay. Like, yeah, I get that. I really like them. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Divide and Exit and Key Markets that came after it and some of the earlier stuff is, is brilliant. But I do think that like, the the attitude of it and the like the stripped backness of it really appeals to me and his whole like you know he's very anti sort of like music industry and, and that kind of thing and which you know I, I think he's I think he's quite a, a pioneer in some ways and I think they're a really really cool band. What I would say, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling here, but like. I think they're a band that you either like them or you don't. I don't think that you could say like, if you don't like this album, for example, there's no point listening to. I'll echo what Adam was saying about a lot of it sounding similar. Hmm. I don't think I haven't, I don't like some songs stand out, but it's very much. There's a bass, there's a drum beat, and then there's a shouty bloke. Hmm. Um, Yeah. And, um, what I'm trying to get at. again, like I said about Kanye, I'm not sure how much I like it, but it's strangely compelling. You want to see what yeah. you come out with, although a little of it is at times a little bit on the nose. Mm. You know, it's yeah. what you expect. But what I will say is, I heard listening to another podcast the other day, and they were talking about punk music. And they're saying, oh, I love all that punk stuff, all the anarchy of it all, the not not giving, you know, oh, anarchy and not giving a fuck. Well, mm. to me, anarchy isn't about, or no, punk isn't about anarchy and punk is definitely not about not giving a fuck. I think no. nowadays punk, it, like, that punk ethic is about giving a shit. That's why it's yeah. anti-fascist, yeah. anti-racist, pro civil rights you, you, do you know what i mean so to say yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like i really bristled when um i heard this guy say all oh, that punk stuff that not giving a fuck about nothing mm. that really bristled and this the i will say the guy clearly does yeah. give a toss like you know he's, he's lived it I, I, I do think and i did before i heard this record like the only real dealings with him i'd had was um listening to him on the adam buxton podcast oh yes and yeah. that's a really interesting interview um mm. Which I would recommend. I might even put a link to it in show notes yeah. rather than go on and about it. But yeah, I find that really interesting. Um, so I think I'd heard Job Seeker because I think they did that. Yes, then. they um, they did a um, they did later with Jules Holland mm. and did yeah they Job spoke Seeker about that. and another. It might have been Tweet 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 actually off this record. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the first that was the first time I heard them. Um, well, that was the first I heard of them. Uh, Steve Tuck, friend of the show, um, was is well into him, loves them, and um, he 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 said, "I'll 
go and watch this video, you know, and mm. so I did. And I just, I, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's compelling. It's like, it shouldn't be, but it, it does. And what I, what something else I like about it, um, you can tell I, I'm pretty keen on this one is that I love, and I forget his name, which is terrible, but the guy who does like the backing tracks, I love the fact that he goes on stage and just stands there, presses play on his laptop and, and drinks a Stella, <laughs> you know, and like, well, he was saying on that podcast thing, that like so many of the top DJs will go in, put a put a pre mixed CD on, and then yeah. pretend to do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but then he gets a lot of respect from other people for literally just pressing play on the laptop and then standing yeah. there drinking. From what I understand, um, it was part of the deal when they when they formed the Sleaford Mods was that if we're doing this. I'm not standing there on my own. You're coming on stage with mm. me. And he was like, what, to press play on a laptop? And they were like, oh, all right, yeah, okay. Like, well, the other thing he did say is that um, while, you know, there is a place for, like, the computer stuff and the loops <laughs> and all of that, a lot of it is he does actually play it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Like, it's not like going to um, Garage Band and I'll take that pre-made loop and that mm. pre-made. He, he does actually get the drum kit out or the drum machine, the 808 or yes, whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. get a bass guitar out to play the bass bits. Like, yeah. So, you know, it's not 100... Just because he stood there with a laptop doesn't mean, you mm. know, that's work gone in. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I wasn't trying to... Um, no. No, no, I know that. I know. just, you know, that's the impression everyone gets. So not yeah. a hit for you then, Adam. No, it kind of it kind of fell flat for me, but I I sort of knew it would when I saw it come in as one of the the, the homework tracks yeah. to listen to. Um, I've I've tried to listen to them before, like I say, mm. and it it sounded the same as it did to whatever I was trying to listen to. And this is going back maybe you know three, four, five yeah. years, um, and it's quite it's quite annoying in many ways because I know what an influence it has on on Sam and. Mm. And actually, that it is valid. You know, that it is decent music. It definitely has a place, and I don't want I don't want my dislike of it to to think that I don't. You know, don't think it's a valid mm. form of. I don't um, think that matters with a lot of it, to be honest, Dad. Because it's like um, a couple of weeks ago, Sam absolutely hated the Ben Folds record. I I asked him <laughs> to listen to. It ain't gonna make any difference. I still I still fucking love Ben Folds. So you know, it's interesting <laughs> to hear someone else's opinion hearing it for the first yeah. time. It ain't going to change my mind. Yeah. And where he wasn't keen, he yeah. wasn't keen on the Neil Young album, which I think is one of the most beautiful records I've ever heard. And well, he's an idiot, isn't he? <laughs> um, I pulled into Tesco's earlier on the way home, and um, I see this group of fucking kids coming across the uh, across the car park. I was like, "Fuck's sake, look at the state of them!" Like, oh, hang on, one of them, at least one of them's got a fucking flannel shirt on, looks half decent, like. <laughs> It's, and, it, and it was Lil. Oh, excellent! They're the mates, like, it's, 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 in, like they, they're all in their um, track suits. You know how drug dealers dress these days. And, excellent, yeah. And, uh, well, they do, don't they? they? All wear North Face bloody track suits. <laughs> why, why, why do all the all the street youths wear North Face going up mountain track suits? Is it the same? Up there? No, because you never you, you, you never know when a mountain's going to come out of nowhere on the Isle of Wight. Right? <laughs> you, never, you, 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 you work in the outdoors. You, you never you know. know you never need, know when you need some pills on Everest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, I was quite. Um, but anyway, what I really liked about seeing my daughter in the car park with her mates, as dodgy as that sounds, is that she showed absolutely no embarrassment at me being there. She was 
dressed completely different to the rest of them. She had her own little style going on. Yeah. She didn't give two fucks when her dad walks up and go, what's up, bitches? <laughs> to her and her mates. And, and then... <laughs> and One then, of those kids is going to stab you. <laughs> and, then, and then... You're going to be a statistic before you know then, it. But then I went into the into the shop and I was having a look for um some look at the bread. I turned around and there's the, the four kids and Neil there again, all looking at the fizzy drinks and that. Knowing she didn't have any money, I was like, "Do you, uh, is everyone buying fizzy drinks?" She's like, "Yeah." I said, uh, "Do you want a fizzy drink?" No, it's all right. I got my bottle of water. I said, I, "I said, I'll, I'll buy you a fizzy drink if you want." No, you don't have to do that. That's all right. I said, "Come on." So I literally had to. Oh, bless so, her. so then I went and got her a. Got her a fizzy drink and paid for it. She had to come with me, but she didn't give a fuck that she was even a friend so dad could buy her a hmm. fizzy drink. I thought, yeah, good on you. I'm not that embarrassing yet. Yeah. yeah. How old How old is she? She's how old tw- is she? Uh, she'll be 12 in a couple of weeks. Oh, fucking hell, Rob. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Honestly, man. It's, it's, about to, it's about to go wrong in the most spectacular fashion. <laughs> She's the only one that likes me as well. I hope it doesn't, but yeah. My sister was exactly the same, yeah. and then she hit 13, oh, right, okay. and just became an absolute <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's, that's not getting edited. Uh, just, just before we go, um, and I know we're a local podcast for local people, um, but I feel I would be um, missing a point if we didn't send our best wishes to... Um, someone who's very important in my musical youth, um, Mark Hoppus of Blink One Eight Two, had a cancer diagnosis recently. So I just wanted to send our best wishes. I know that's a bit, a bit shit and a bit nothingness, but wanted to, you know, very important man of my my no, musical informed musical informed years. So get well to Mark Hoppus, Abdul. Thank you very much for joining us again and thank you for sticking with us. Um, I hope you've enjoyed your time on the pod and as we always say to our guests, you are always welcome to come back and talk some more bollocks with us. I will just jump in there quickly. Um, I'd just like to say, Adam, if you do come back on again, can you please reply to that email to the Nigerian prince (laughs) just to make sure you're in text (laughs) better? It's me actually sending the email and it's the responses coming the responses coming back strangling my pants. <laughs>